welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. Good evening and welcome everybody to Nightlight. This is one of my fun times because, very frankly, I always enjoy and learn a tremendous amount from my guest, Michelle Avanti. She is probably... One of the most gifted, she is the most gifted astrologer I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. She's a published certified planetary systems analyst, consulting metaphysician, and ordained minister. And since 72, she's taught and consulted in many areas of metaphysics. She's lectured and given more than 15,000 live consultations on radio and television and at seminars and workshops across America. And her columns have appeared in newspapers and magazines ever since 1985. Of all the radio shows that I do and have done and will do, hers is the only one I always have a notepad and paper out so I can take notes because I, it never ceases to amaze me the, the insight and the magic that she can pull from an astro- astrological chart. To me, it's just a pretty pattern. But then I guess Mandela's are to a lot of people. So I I guess that it it depends on where your area of expertise is. She is so clearly someone who is gifted not only technically, but, but emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually, there is a, a, a frequency that she emanates when she does a chart that is so profound that it's amazing. And for those of us who are, fortunate enough to have a gift or two, um, the the aura and the magic that she exudes when she does these shows is amazing. It doesn't matter how tired she is or how stressed out she is. When she decides to, to get these charts out and start cranking on them, suddenly there's magic, there's insight that isn't there commonly. So those of you that have called in early, Congratulations. You surprised the heck out of me because a lot of you were here before I was. Um, 
And we will get to everyone who has called in at this point will hopefully get a reading. So um, let me un- unmute her microphone and hopefully she's not yawning or sneezing or something. Michelle, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Barbara. What an introduction. You have taken it over the top. <laughs> well, I meant I, I meant every word, and and you know, one of these days I'm going to call you just so that I can really pump the heck out of you about certain things that, you know, not about my chart, but but about astrology. Um, frankly, I don't know as much about the houses as I would like to. So at some point in time, I want to make a mini appointment with you so that I can kind of pump you as to um, key words you would. You you would attribute to each of the houses because when I read my cards, I use an astrological spread and some of them I'm very familiar with only because really cool. And um, I, I, I know the last time we did this show, the, the one big thing that I wrote down on my piece of paper that, you know, I absolutely, it's the fifth house is the house of falling in love, which I had not realized. So, um, you know, I, 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 no, I, I, I literally take notes when you when you you know work here and, and I am glomming information off of every reading you do. So Well cool. You know, um I have a way that when I'm teaching uh, astrology to my students, I have a way that I do the houses that is so much fun. We should do it one night, just do an introduction okay. to the houses. And uh, and I think that everybody would enjoy it. Um, you know, the great I think I've told you this before, the greatest compliment I've ever received in my life. I, I and I've received some wonderful compliments. The ones you just gave me tonight are huge. But uh, I was uh, teaching class and my class was about to start. And one of my students came in and she had two children, uh, a boy and a girl. And uh, and they were I don't think the oldest one was more than seven or eight. And um and they came running up to me. <laughs> I'd never seen them before, but they came running up to me. And, of course, I embraced them. That was just delightful to me. And they says, oh, we love you so much. And I says, oh, really? And then their mother said, yeah. When we get in the car, they always say, could you play the tape? We want to hear her voice. <laughs> ah. Can you imagine I, that? Two little I children. They, you are so funny, they said to me. <laughs> well, you know, I think the thing that, on top of your technical knowledge and wisdom and study and all of that crap. Um, But what makes you as good as you are is that you truly get joy out of doing what you're doing. And that comes through. That comes through. And I got to tell you, I said this to my sister the other night. She, she, she kind of amazed me because I thought everyone was like me. We all think everyone is like us, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, and I said to her, I says, well, you know, I, I love everything I do. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm washing the dishes, I love it. If I'm washing the windows, I love it. If I'm doing astrology, I love it. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I love it. If I'm making uh-huh. dinner for my kids, I love it. So it's just, and, and she says to me, seriously, I don't love washing my dishes. I says, I even love vacuuming. She says, I can't stand vacuuming. <laughs> well, now, I, I have to admit, I'm with your sister on that one, but... Um, but yes, I know what you mean, because when I had my car accident and I had to leave teaching, um, it enabled me to do this work full time. And this work is what I love. This work is what keeps me invigorated and happy and joyful. And 
being able to do this work as much as I do, um, I think is what, what keeps me alive. I can't imagine anybody not doing what is their bliss and you don't have to do it as a career. You can do it as a hobby. So long as you are following your bliss, you've got joyfulness in your heart and it's amazing. Yeah. I think that, you know, though we always have cause in our lives. And so we can choose no matter what we're doing, we can choose to be happy doing it. We can choose to find joy in it. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really important for everyone to practice that because some people have to go to work in an environment that is not friendly uh, or that is very difficult, and they can't l- just walk away from the job because they have children to feed. Um, you know, but they they need to be able to go in and say, as I enter this place, I am surrounded by angels. There is light mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere I walk, I pour light. And I may not know why I am in this place. But I absolutely know that it is divinely appointed and that there are people here that could not have my light if I was not here. Right. And if you, absolutely. If, you know, if you think like that, you can find joy in being. And it's not that you have an ego about it. It's just that spirit has placed you somewhere where they need a light right now. <laughs> and maybe you won't be there that long. Maybe spirit will put you somewhere where you can make more money and be cared for and loved and appreciated as you, everyone should be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, speaking of your light, um, we already have 15 callers. Okay, let's go to the phones. <laughs> so <laughs> let's open them lines. We have Donna here. Hi, Donna. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm great, Barbara. Thank you. How are you? We're terrific. Michelle, yours. Yeah, tell us, Donna, what is your date of birth? When were you born? Um, yes, April 22nd, 1954, at 2.15 p.m. in Flushing, Long Island. 2.50 p.m. and flushing. Okay. That's where they had the World's Fair, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> A long time ago. I think it was 1964, if I remember correctly. Long time ago. <laughs> yes. Well, some of I'm us have California memories now. way back. I'm in California. <laughs> What's that? I'm in Santa Barbara, California now. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful place to be. That's My husband graduated from that university there. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He he loved being there. He played football and volleyball and everything else. And there you can play beach volleyball, which is pretty cool. Okay, let's take a look at your chart. What do you want me to focus on? And, uh, and we'll take a look. Uh, I guess finances and love life. Uh-huh, finances. Okay, let's take a look. You know, you were born with Neptune in the house of money, (laughs) and you have Saturn there, too, which, thank goodness, you have Saturn there, but you were born with Neptune in this house, and whenever I see Neptune in any house, uh, it's it's not... It's creative, okay, and uh, and it can be make you very inspired and intuitive, but unfortunately, it also causes clouds in that area. And in the house of finances, I usually will tell a client, uh, 
you know, you want to probably make sure you have somebody who looks over your books or helps you with your finances uh, because a lot of the time when you have Neptune in this house, you, you just simply don't remember where you put your money. <laughs> you spend it and you don't always, you can't just automatically say, well, I spent it here, 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 and here. And, and you don't always have a good accounting in your brain because Neptune kind of clouds it. It makes you very kind and you can give it away, but uh, it doesn't make you very good at keeping track of it. So you do have Saturn in this house, so as you've gotten older, uh, Saturn has had more power, and therefore Saturn makes you save money. So it's good that that's there, and, uh, but still, Neptune there can cloud your vision on money. But let's take a look and see how it's being activated at this point in time. I, I do see, I, I saw immediately that you have, uh, you were born with a square, a direct square to Neptune. So uh, when you have sudden changes in your world, it can be very difficult for you to remember what you did with your money. <laughs> and that's, uh, you should always be aware of that if you're doing something that's suddenly you know, I have a counting system that I use, so I know where everything is. I always say I have five things with me or whatever, <laughs> and I use that as my way of figuring out what I have. But um, let's see. Uh, right now, Saturn is actually traveling through uh, your house of the home of residence, your subconscious mind. This is the house of emotions, the house of real property, and this usually keeps us uh, our roots in place. We don't usually move when Saturn is there. The ruler of your house of income, your career, okay, the one that can actually activate money uh, is Mercury, and Venus is your money controller. You have Venus at 22 degrees in the ninth house. This tells me right off the bat that in this lifetime you're here to master not just money, but master money in terms of property. You are here to learn how to make sure that you – know you are in control of uh, money and the property, um, keeping your right to property is a statement there, and understanding the law to hold on to money. So that's kind of an important statement, and I'm sure in your life you've already witnessed how that has activated. But it's also Venus in rulership, so you know, in legal fights, you are the individual who should come out on top unless there's huge things that are going against you. Um, you more likely it's stressful, but you'll come out on top. Again, you need to keep records, though. If you ever go into law, uh, any kind of law situation, any legal situation, you have a what we call a quincunx between that Venus and your natal Neptune, and Neptune continues to move in a tighter form to it. So you tend to stress over that, and you go back and forth, back and forth. Uh, in your own mind, which causes the stress. What did I do with it? Did I do it right? Have I done it right? I'm wondering if you have some issue there with your mother. And yes, indeed you do. There's a quincunx action to the moon in Sag. So you, probably as a child, your mother may have um, at times done things that cause you to have to rethink. Uh, she puts you in some kind of positions at different times. And it, she seems to be, the moon in Sag is a wonderful moon. It's also at 22 degrees, by the way. And so, again, it's a statement of mastering uh, the emotions in this lifetime and mastering uh, the tongue as it relates to the emotions because uh, Moon in Sag says, I want to be friends with the world. I want to be able to communicate with everybody. I want to connect with everybody. I want to touch spirit. I want to be able to um, experience life beyond this home. And um, 
and and that's wonderful, but <laughs> that quincunx action can sometimes put you in jeopardy, so you have to be a little more cautious uh, about how open you are and how much you say. It can actually stress you in the long run. So there's something there with your mom that set this in motion a long time ago. But that's good. You know, we bring people into our lives so that we can learn. The nice, uh, the beautiful news to that is your mother also empowered you in many ways, and she comes from uh, a connection with you from a past life. And uh, that past life uh, is indicative that it was, uh, you were in a very powerful position. Um, based on this, it looks like your mother may have been a priest in that lifetime or um someone like a priest, a minister, a person who uh, could have even been an attorney, but it doesn't feel that way to me. And uh, and you were you were someone that she counseled, uh, someone who had money. So, and this is a long time ago, but I keep getting a medieval time, so you'll just have to look at that. At any rate, seeing what's activating your midheaven or activating your money, let's see what's coming up for you. Jupiter right now is uh, moving in an opposition, which is not necessarily uh, a good thing, uh, especially because uh, you were born with Jupiter in the 23 degrees of uh, Gemini, so it's going to cause uh, more of a stress experience when it hits 23. It won't stay there very long, but that's going to happen uh, probably in April or May of next year. And uh, so you may find there's a period of time there where you're stressed. So I would recommend that before you get to that time frame, save money, put it aside. Don't allow yourself to be in a position as that time comes where you've been spending money because you had it and don't have it when you need it. Do you see what I'm trying to say to you? So that's important for you to be aware of. And I I can move this in a minute here and just nick that down to a closer time zone but uh looking it looks like even with that said there will be opportunity for you to possibly take advantage of something that may involve uh, a contract some kind of communication comes in out of the blue that is going to open a doorway for you to maybe uh even look at um, either visiting family, a dream that you've had, maybe to travel to a family home. Um, a number of statements going on there. Unfortunately, my computer just decided it would take the chart away from me. That's not good news. Um, at any rate, this doorway will open too when that uh, that hits the 22. So hang on, we're going to go take a quick look and figure out coming up for you. Here we go. Not that far away, actually. Jupiter is moving so rapidly. It will be at 22 degrees February, mid-February, early uh, around February the 12th. Um, so you're looking at the first week in February, uh, the last week in January. The first two weeks in February are going to be a period of time where a doorway may open for you, but it is not without some challenges. So you'll have to take a look at how that works it, because it says to me there's a balancing act with money, there's a balancing act with how much I should spend, um, and you want to be cautious. It's not a, it's not a doorway that is going to necessarily give you uh, uh, a new job. As a matter of fact, it looks like it would be a very big challenge with any 
it could be a challenge uh, regarding a job. Let me look a little further on that. Yeah. But actually, it looks like the challenge comes before that. So this could be a doorway after the challenge is faced. And that challenge isn't too far away, so this is probably why you were wondering about it. <laughs> you may be very much aware of this already. Uh, let's see, we're the 12th right now. Or by weeks, but I can't. So it's applying even as we speak. Have you, um, with this statement, there's a statement here that your career is causing you stress. And it's uh, some form of communication is coming through that may be coming from, uh, like, the background or words in the corridor or whatever. Uh, it's, it's not out front necessarily, but it will be. It will become out front if it hasn't already. Um, but it's causing stress. So that is going on. But even this does not necessarily say that you will lose that job. It just says that there's stress and you will have to reassess it. So you want to be creative and find an, another way to make it work. That is still possible with this combination. Let's see if Saturn's doing anything at that point. Unfortunately, well, Saturn's so going. To, yeah. Kind of have to move on. <laughs> oh, okay. Have I helped you at all? Yes, very much. Yeah, I'm not working at this time, but um, I, I'm going to look for that that door opening up around the second week of February for something for me. That'll All bring right. in some money. Okay. That, that well, resonated with me. Thank you very much, Michelle. I you bet. It. Take good care of yourself, Donna. <laughs> Thank you. you have, a, have a nice holiday. Bye, Barbara. I know you could do two hours on every single one of these people. I know <laughs> I could, and I, I want to give them everything I can while I have them. So, well, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll hit as many as we can and get as much as we can into it, and you can't talk much faster. Um, so we've got um, a Skype call PM here. Hi, you're on yep. the you're you're on the air. Yes, uh, my name is Trish. My birthday is nine eighteen nineteen sixty, ten forty eight p.m. in Rochester, New York. Uh, let me see if I got that right. September eighteenth, nineteen sixty. Yes. Ten forty p.m. Did you say? No, 10.48. 10.48 p.m., okay. And Rochester. <laughs> we won't go there. I used to go to school in Rochester. <laughs> okay. I went to RIT. Oh, I'm sure there's some stories there. Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay, let's take a look, Trish. Let's see what's going on. And do you want me to focus on something in particular? Um, career and finance. Okay. I guess we're going to have a career finance night. All right. Mm. Let's take <laughs> you, you know, you have Aquarius, the midheaven, and that tells us in terms of career, you're someone who doesn't like to do the same thing over and over. You're not a rote person. You know, you're not a person who has to is good at standing at or sitting at a machine or something. Uh, you're someone who has to have uh, change in, in variables. And uh, so let's see what activates Uranus. Uh, Uranus rules this house, and uh, it has... It's in a retrograde right now, but I don't believe it's going to go all the way back to activate that. Uh, let's see. Saturn's at 11 in your chart. And Jupiter right now is at 13, and it's really activating. It has already activated, unfortunately, your Saturn. So there may have been an opportunity, but you missed it. Uh, there should have been an opportunity in the work. 
days or for uh, a change of work. Um, don't think it's going all the way back to that. Oh, you know what? It's activating the progress, though. Have you been looking? Have you put work, put put in resumes or anything? I have. I just recently started in the last month. Good, good for you, because this activation could open that doorway. Let me see if we've got something that will kick it into place. Um, actually, uh, the moon right now is in, in Libra, and it is going to go into Scorpio uh, in the next day or so. As a matter of fact, it goes into Scorpio, I think, tomorrow. So you may very well hear from someone or connect uh, tomorrow or the day after would be good. Then there would be a break and when it activates, that moon moves over and activates your uh, Saturn, which is, let's see, um, this weekend we've got a new moon coming in Sag. So about two days later, you're looking at Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the moon again will activate your Saturn. So there's a couple of times in there where you, you could end up with a good connection. Let me see if we've got anybody else helping you. I've had a lot of unusual expenses this year, and I'm hoping that's over. Mm, that that is also um, your you have the moon moon rules your house of money, and that's not always easy. Um, the moon, as we know, you know, it moves through signs very rapidly every two, two to two and a half days, and uh, when the moon is the ruler of your house of money, it fluctuates just like the moon, and we you don't have a real it doesn't ground you. The good news, well, no, the good news isn't there. Yeah, well, no, it isn't there. Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping for it. But you were born with uh, the moon conjunct uh, Pluto, so there is some statement there that you have uh, been trained by your mom to to try to stay in control of all the details. And so uh, that looks to me that uh, you might have to relax that in order to get more connected to the flow that your money does um, because you are you have um, some people have charts that they just always have a good constant amount of money other people have charts where it goes up and down and some people have terrible charts that it's completely variable so it's just not that bad but um, let's see if you've got anything that will give you We've got anything good coming up for you. With Virgo, the good news, of course, is that uh, uh, Saturn is moving into Capricorn. And uh, so it will activate your moon early on, very early on, probably like in January. Uh, And that could bring a doorway for you. Uh, where there could be opportunity in terms of work or, strangely enough, it could be um, through some relationship with uh, either an older person who may be uh, in the work field, uh, someone who's, who you have met before is really what the state appears to be, and your progressed Jupiter is also in position to open that doorway. So I think you're going to be past uh, the the difficulties. This should prove to be this uh, year and your birthday is what, September? So year through September and then again through September of the following year. So you're looking at uh, through 2019, September 2019, your birthday. 
those should be two good years where opportunity with money uh, for it to be more consistent than it has for it to expand. And it looks like uh, there are connections with that through some relationship or partnership. Uh, and that partnership, since Saturn is moving uh, on top of uh, Jupiter, it could be a partnership that's connected to uh, your career. Uh, so I know what you do, but uh, so I don't have a lot of grounds to point further. But hopefully that makes sense to you, and that should be good, good news. Yeah, at the moment I work for a large software company, but, you know, by looking, by looking to leave, there might be something new. Yes, and I would be looking. I mean, with with this combination, uh, let me move this forward and we'll see when Saturn is going to be actually in position, and, and I can give you those dates. Here here it active, starts to activate uh, January uh, Mid-January, it starts its activation. Now, it's not going to stay there very long, but let's just, I'm going to move it and see how far we can go for you. And here it is at 4, year 429, so this is like a day or two after. So you're looking at the, the two weeks uh, from January 12th to about the 28th. That is a period in time where you should have some kind of, I would be taking advantage of any opportunity that uh, makes an appearance uh, to go in for an interview during that period in time. Okay. Yeah, that should that should work for you. And, um, you know, you've got a lot of, I'd like to go on and on, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I know Barbara's going to say something in another minute. Uh, but... Also, the good news is that when Saturn gets past this point, uh, you have Saturn right now going through your house of relationships, and and that usually brings all kinds of responsibilities. You're at the tail end of it. That's the good news. And uh, it will soon go, and you're about to have a Saturn return this coming year. Uh, We'll begin a Saturn return, which we could go into at great length because it's always important for you to know about your Saturn returns. But you were born with Saturn placed pretty well in your chart. There are some challenges. You have a square directly to uh, Mercury. So um, I want to say that you have to be careful not to be so fair with everyone that you uh, eliminate your own needs. And that's the challenge you were born with, uh, speaking up or um, and saying, well, include me, is very important. And now as you're getting older, it is really important for you to pay attention to that. Okay. Uh-huh. A good note to it. end on. <laughs> Thank you so much. As well, so it's very important for you to pay attention to that. Okay, I'm going. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Michelle. Thank, Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Oh, okay. Just in, just in case some of these people really want to contact you to go further, how do they contact you? Well, they can actually just pick up the phone and call me if they want to. Um, my number is five four one. Nine hundred ten eighty four, or they can email me uh, astrology and more. You have to write the whole thing out at gmail dot com. Okay, and you can also find me on Facebook. You actually, if you go to Google, you and just put one one L in my first name is the important thing, or just put Michelle Levant <laughs> astrologer, and I should come up. You do. You come up beautifully. Um, oh, because I know a, a lot of these people are, are really 
most probably going to want to dig deeper with you. Um, and the, and the one thing I, I really want to mention as well, I mean, you give a, a phenomenal um, reading and, and giving people information on their lives, but another thing to, to really consider using astrology for um, is, is the fact that, you know, if you're, if you're starting a new business or starting a new um, career or, or opening yourself up to new relationships or whatever, it's really smart to see a good astrologer and get a get an idea as to how, how the stars are lining up for you because they absolutely do impact relationships and careers and creativity and all sorts of other aspects of your life that we don't really I mean look at look at President Reagan do you know he was inaugurated um, he took the oath of office for I know governor when an astrologer said and and I think also as president and then of course he did the the one in front of everybody but um they also did it when it was astrologically appropriate so um uh, yeah his Nancy uh loved astrology he, she used astrologers and I think the most phenomenal thing about uh president Reagan is if you say president Reagan to anybody they think what a great president he was well, he was also involved with uh, incredible uh scandals um but he always used an astrologer to make sure that when he announced what was going on, he did it in a void, of course, moon. And people never remember those things. They don't really recall the Iran-Contra scandals that were going on. The, there are a whole bunch of horrible things that went on for Ronald Reagan. But most people, if you ask, they think of him as a bright star on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's some of the brilliance of astrology but talking about relationships i call my call it in my classes astrology is relationship insurance if you're getting into a relationship you should definitely take the time have a good astrologer work with you because when i work with two people and i like to have them both on the phone at the same time mm-hmm. you can see in their charts the challenges that they bring into the relationship, the challenges that belong to each of them. So that what happens in relationships is uh, we attract to us people who can activate the challenges that are in our natal charts. And instead of understanding the challenge, we nearly always will try to transfer it to the other person and say, that's the reason I have this. That's <laughs> she's the person or he's the person. And it's not them at all. They're there to mm-hmm. activate challenge so that you can learn to work with it and when you work with an astrologer astrologer will tell you those things and show you the release valves and show you how that person will activate it and and when i do it i like them to also have some dates so they can verify it for themselves (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we can give you dates (laughs) wow yeah Uh, okay we've got um erica on the line hi erica you there hi yes thank you what's your date of birth erica Hi, um, it is December 4, 1993. 4, 1993. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And you. your time of birth? Um, 12.05 p.m. 12.05 p.m. and the place of birth? Um, let me go roll again. It is T-L-A-N-E. Um, T-L-A-L-N-E-P-A-N-T-L-A space D-E 
Wait a second. T A L I N E, did you say? She's in Mexico. I'm sorry, I didn't catch what she, I didn't catch the city. T A Mexico? I still didn't hear you. I didn't. T L A. Yeah. L N E. O N E. L N E. L. Correct. Yes. L N E. T A L N E. Why don't you just say the name? I could probably tell more from you. You just saying it. What is it? Um. Planta de in Mexico. Yeah, no, that's not going to help me. T A L. I'm just going to go with T A L and then go do a look up and then I will see if I see something that looks like what you're saying. Uh, yeah. uh, is it in uh, Hal- Halasco? Uh, is that how you say it? Hal- Halisco? Is it in that uh, state uh, of. And no, uh, I don't think so. It's T L A L N E. T A L A N E. That's just I don't even have that in here. T A N. What happened here? T A L A N E. T L A T and then L as in I don't know. Um, loop. L as in apple. L as in loop. N as in no, E as in Erica, T as in mm, pot, A as in apple, N as in no, again, T as in turtle, L as in loop, A as in apple. I don't see anything that looks like that in here. What what state is it in? Uh, what state? Do you know the state that it's I in? I think it's in the capital. It's in the capital, so DF. Hmm. You, do you know the longitude and latitude? Give it, that to me and I'll get it. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's on Google, though. Darn. This is just not, it's not acceptable for me not to have what you need. It's kind um, of annoying. I can, yeah. Um, um, how about are, you in the, are you in the chat room? Yeah. Why don't you I type it into in the chat there. room? Oh, that's okay. good. You could give it, then you could read it to me, or I could look it up on the chat room. I mean, how do I how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if it. she types it, if she types it into the chat room, I'll 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 read it out to you. Okay, that'd be great. I just went in there, and it's not. We did start mm-hmm. with the right letter. T was the right letter, right? T is in Tom? Yeah. Yeah. T second letter Tom. was A as an apple? No, second letter is L as in loop and then A as an apple. Okay, that's probably where my problem was. I never ca- caught the second letter as L. Now I find it. Okay, I've got a lot of them that go T-L. So, it, wow. T-L, A, and then L as in loop again, and then N as in no. Okay, and hang then on. E as in Erica. Hey, hang on a second. T L A L and let E. What's the letter after the second L? 
N as in no, E as in Erica, and T as in um, pot. And the chat room is not letting me type. Oh, you're a guest, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. But so it should let me in. It's not. I've got no, it. no, you T- let me read these letters back to you. T L A L N as in no, E as in elephant, P as in panther, A as in apple, N as in no, T as in teapot, L as in long, A as in apple. Is that correct? Yes. And then you have the space, D E space, B A Z. I don't have any other. That's it. That's the only one that I've got that's that. Why don't you run with that one? I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that one and yeah um and that is in uh, Mexico the city the the county yeah. of Mexico is the main so mm-hmm. that's probably the right one yeah all right mm-hmm. let's with that and sometimes this is challenging um, you know we 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 do the best we can though so and I don't want to read a chart that is not the correct chart that it's a waste of mm-hmm. our time so I'm sorry to everybody who had to wade through that with me. Okay, so now what do you want me to focus on, Erica? I have the chart. Um, just career in finance. Um, I okay, recently you, graduated. You know, let's see school. here. You know, I feel like it was such a waste of my time. Um, I, I regret going to school because it doesn't pay off um, yeah, going in terms to- of money. Yeah, well, you know, what you have, let, let me just talk about a little bit about what your natal chart says about career for you, okay, how you would make your money. Uh, you have Aries on the second house cusp. That is, uh, The second house is the house of how do we make money and really how do we spend money and what do we value. And Aries says, I value athleticism. I value outgoingness. I value being outright. Uh, I value being out and about. So that doesn't mm-hmm. Me right off the bat, you know, being in any kind of confined spaces is not the kind of work for you. The midheaven, which is the house of career, you have Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the world traveler. Sagittarius is a fire sign, just like Aries is a fire sign. And uh, the statement is that uh, I want to be worldly. I want to be able to explore. I don't want to be bound. Now, Sagittarius does rule uh attorneys as well so it, it, it rules the internet it rules attorneys it rules all forms of legal process um it rules all types of sexuality and religions and uh and so everything from a tour guide to uh advertising and marketing on the internet uh to uh legal process in between it rules all of that uh, which gives you an enormous space. You have the sun right at the midheaven, and you have Mars with it. Mars is the ruler of your house of how you spend money. You should be able to ha- make a good living in this lifetime, and it should be a Sagittarian living. What were you going to school for? <laughs> I went for law. Um, I fit you. Political science. It <laughs> does not surprise me at all that you would go for law. That It fits you. You're, you're working your chart. Uh, but the sixth house is the sixth house is the house of our workplace. So it tells me where you would be would enjoy working, and you have cancer on this house cusp, which says I'd like to work out of my home. So where we've got all this outgoing stuff, then there's a part of you that says, yeah, but home would be the best place to work. So you have to work in an environment that is comfortable, so it's more of a family 
family law would be more the kind of law you would be doing. Uh, it would be more involving children, for example. You have the moon in the sixth house, and it is in Leo, and there is a, a love of children there. There's a love of entertaining there. There's a love of teaching in terms of, and you can teach, by the way. Sagittarius is also that uh, rules teaching. But uh, there's also the statement of international in all of this. So international law that might regard children would be something that would fit you, especially if it was some kind of uh, a family organization. So now let's take a look a little further. Uh, we know what the moon's doing. We know. Let's see what your Jupiter says. Jupiter is in Scorpio. Yeah. So politics uh, can be politics, can be taxation. It, and now we got the boring part, but it's not really boring because it's the things behind the scenes. And if you take this in another direction, like towards uh, spirituality, uh, is a statement that you would do law for, uh, it would be the secret laws that you would be handling. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting statement. Of course, taxes is a kind of secret law, too. So there also can be inheritance, uh, state taxes, um, estates, those kinds of things, because Jupiter also rules inheritances while uh, Scorpio is the house of inheritances. So you've got a number of things. Have I hit any spots that you have a feel drawn to? Um, I think all of that. I think that you were pretty spot on. Um, I am after the money, so, um, but I also like to kind of work in my own terms, although I'm pretty good at working a regular job, like a nine-to-five. And I recently had an interview on Friday at a courthouse for clerk at the district court. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering how you see that one going. Um, I, oh, you I have they're going to let me know. Jupiter mm -hmm. right now is is entered your ninth house, and it's going to be the rest of this year coming through this. But it's going to when it hits 26 degrees, which it won't do that for a while. And I have to go forward to find where that is in time, but. Uh, it's not going to do that for a while, but when it does, you have the ability at that point in time to land a job that will empower you. And the fact that Jupiter is running through your ninth house, you could be uh, getting a job in a country that is not the country of birth. Uh, there's a whole statement there of foreign country or being in a foreign country, uh, and yet uh, having complete command in that in that nation. So you've got that going right. You probably um, set up for this appointment to go go for this job back when Jupiter was at seven degrees, which was activating your midheaven. And uh, let's your natal Jupiter is four degrees Scorpio. So you've just had a Jupiter return. That's a really wonderful thing. Um, we only have those once every twelve years. So this is why you're you're feeling like you need to push forward. And um, this should go well for you. I don't have anything here as I'm looking that says an absolute because I don't have activation of the midheaven, but and I don't have activation of Mars. But you did do it under those activations. You're, when you went for this job interview, mm -hmm. when you applied for the job, you were under that activation. So there is mm -hmm. a possibility it will come through anyway for you. I um cool. Yeah, I you know you have right now your progress on Mars, Mercury, Neptune and Uranus are all together 
in your 11th house. That's the house of what we wish for, what we desire in our lives, what, we, what we're driven towards. It's also the house of international relationships in terms of uh, big service companies, companies that, uh, you know, like an, it would be like, like UNICEF is in this house, to, to give you an understanding. I mean, they have attorneys in UNICEF. So it, it, you have a lot of possibilities with this combination. The fact that Jupiter is rising in your chart right now and will hit the midheaven, uh, not this year, but around this time next year, it will hit the midheaven when it does. You're going to find yourself exactly where you want to be and you're going to have the job that you want because you have you were born with the sun at the midheaven. Um, you, Can I you know, tell you something? Yeah. Um, I have a twin brother with the same information because he's a twin. And uh-huh. um, today he left at 3 o'clock to London from Washington State because um, he's going to be studying abroad up there. And he got an internship with their – it's kind of like their White House. Um, yeah. But for the UK, so he's yeah. also um, a, an international. He likes to learn different languages, and he mm-hmm. speaks different languages. And he is a poly major as well. Um, so yeah. you're describing him too when you yeah. see all of this. Cool. Well, very exciting. Together. You guys mm-hmm. came in with great charts. I mean, it's nice to see a chart like this where I can say, oh, you know, in your life you will hit the high notes that you want to hit. Uh, you've got that going for you in this chart. I'm not saying that you have a smooth ride and there's no problems whatsoever. I, please don't misunderstand me. But the fact when we're born with the sun at the midheaven and, and the ruler of your house of money is conjunct the sun at the midheaven and even your north node in Sagittarius at the midheaven. These are statements that say in this lifetime I will make it. I will have the money mm-hmm. I need get what I want done in this lifetime, and to have your progressed planets now in the house of your wishes and dreams, whew, this is the time. This is the time for you to go for it. So um, we love more about the wonderful things you're going to do, but God bless you. You're one of those souls who came in to get some good things done, and you will. You know, there's a lot that needs to be done on this planet, especially when it comes to law. <laughs> we need you. And children. You hit it with children because I feel bad for children. I think that everyone yeah. deserves a happy childhood. And so I feel really bad for the children that don't have a home internationally, like in a really third world yeah. country, or they don't even yeah. have clean water. And I think I that know. eventually I was thinking about traveling and just, volunteering with all that type of stuff. Like, I don't know how to build a house, but I'll learn <laughs> you know, to make that difference. Well, thanks thanks yeah. for calling, Erica. We, we have to move Thank on, you. Michelle. <laughs> all right. Well, take good care of yourself, Erica. I look forward to hearing yeah. great things. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, okay, we have Christopher now. Hi, Christopher. Are you still there? I am. Okay, Hi, Michelle, you're on. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> What's your date of birth, Christopher? It is 7-12-89 at 12.43 p.m. in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. 12, wait a second, 12.43 p.m.? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, 12.43 p.m. And what was the city again? I missed that. Uh, Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Bartle- oh, I think I've seen that. I don't think I've ever had anyone uh, who came from that town, though. Um, <laughs> I've had some pretty odd towns. 
Right. <laughs> Some odd, odd towns, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, I think I had, I had a client from a town called Nesimo or something. It's a real weird, strange, strange name. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well. So, and we uh, we set the uh, the uh, biggest, uh, well, biggest twins at the time. <laughs> you what? Uh, I, yeah, I have a twin sister. <laughs> Oh, and we wow. set the record for the yeah the biggest twins at at that time. Wow, what's the chance that yep. we would have twins in a row? That is like mind blowing. <laughs> All righty, well uh, let's see now. What would you like to look at, Christopher? Oh, I love that we're uh, getting young people too. <laughs> right, uh, career and finances. Okay, yeah, you have Jupiter going through your second house right now, uh, so you should be uh, having money come in. Uh, when we okay. have Jupiter in this house, opportunities come to us for us to have money, and we literally can have money come out of nowhere if we're having a hard time with it. You progress, Jupiter is on the rise, and it's getting close to your midheaven. You were born within the ninth house, so you're somebody who um, would be great at anything in the field of communications. Uh, you're, I mean, you have it in Gemini in the ninth house. The ni- as I said to the young lady a few minutes ago, um, the ninth house is the house of the internet. It's marketing. It's uh, every kind of international relations, including outer space. I mean, NASA is in the ninth house. Uh, you've got, you name it, higher education is in this house, all forms of universities, and international travel. Import exports are in this house. All of that's mm-hmm. in this house. And uh, with Jupiter sitting here, 26 degrees in Gemini, and your progressed Jupiter is already in Cancer, applying to the midheaven. You're an individual who uh, has tremendous communication abilities. You you could be someone who might work with software. And you're a person who could wor- work with whatever it is. You don't. I don't have a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't have any um, Virgo going on in the chart. So maybe the numbers is not the thing for you. You do have Scorpio though in your second house, and Scorpio does activate uh, your Chiron which is right at your midheaven. So well, let's talk about that for just a second. It's also in opposition to your Saturn. So there's a whole history between you and your father that is a bit of a challenging history. It's a kind of a past life or earlier in this life where you were wounded uh, in some way, emotionally wounded by him. And uh, because he's yeah. a bit of a control freak from what it looks like, um, so, and and you have to work with that because you you heal that, you'll be able to heal a lot of other people and you're going to be able to offer that knowledge to others. You have the ability to communicate in a very nurturing way. You are a nurturing individual, which means uh, your twin is equally nurturing, uh, so two wonderful people. And, uh, and Jupiter, as it continues to move, it will uh, eventually get to your midheaven. It's not around the corner. It's... Uh, seven years from now, um, so it's six years it's applying. But uh, as it gets to that point, you're going to rise, you know, if there's a, a desire to be at the top of the hill, and you do have that, you will come to the top of the hill. Uh, okay. And you probably will also work out whatever the issue is with your dad, whether you work it out with him personally or you work it out yourself. It doesn't really matter which way you do it. Um Let's see what else is going on. The good news is your dad and your mom get along really well, so that's very nice. Everybody. <laughs> well, they yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but everybody doesn't get that. Your mom uh, made 
some control issues too, but for some reason they can respect each other's control issues. So that's nice. Uh, let's see here. Right now, you know, your progressed moon's at 22 degrees of Scorpio, so there is a statement going on there in your second house. So that you, you need to uh, come and master what your desires for understanding or for what your true values are. What is the hidden meaning of money? What is the uh, what is the underlying issue of money and how I spend it and why I spend it and who I spend it on. With Scorpio, you can squirrel it away and not spend it at all. Um, <laughs> you spend it in secret places is the statement. Um, it's kind of an odd statement. There are a whole lot of things that could go into that, but I won't go into them. Um, so overall, I would say that you've got some excellent options coming up for you. Saturn okay. is moving into an opposition to your midheaven uh, this coming year, but it's also a Saturn return. So you're going to be 29 years old. Is that what's happening? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah, that's that's the big year. I mean, we have Saturn returns at 29 because that's a point in time. Saturn, if you understand Saturn, Saturn is a planet that's like your principal in your high school. Uh, they're going to give you a diploma or they're going to send you back a year. So if okay. you've been doing uh, Saturn has been asking you to do, uh, you will get that diploma. Yeah, that's okay. what happens. Get the Saturn return. And the issues of your dad that I've brought up, you really need to think about what I said and apply it because you understand better. If we had a discussion, I'd be able to probably drive more information home. But uh, that opposition that's in there, you need to go in and take a look at it because when you have the Saturn return, it all comes back to the surface. So if you work it out and think about it and work through it before that return happens, that return is a huge bonus to you instead of being a challenge. Right. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Any any other questions maybe that I need to answer right away or, uh, or if not I can? that I know of. <laughs> no, okay. you well, everything. Thanks for okay. calling, Christopher. Bye bye now. And uh, let me add one more thing before, before we get off. Uh, hopefully he's mm-hmm. still listening. Neptune is about making a trying to your Chiron, your progressed Chiron. So allow yourself to open up to the visions or intuition about this issue that we were just discussing with your dad. Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you. Good Good night, man. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All righty, now let me see. I'm so grateful. You're so what? I'm so grateful yeah. we have some young people calling. I, I, I so wish I could give everything that I know to the young people so they could go forward faster. Well, you're giving a tremendous amount of insight to people, and, and of course what they do with it <clears throat> is their choice. So we've right. got um, 678471 on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, who is this, please? Yes. Yes, this is Regina. Regina. Hi, Regina. You're on with you're on with Michelle. So, what's your Hi, date of birth? Thank uh, you yes, so much. It, <laughs> uh, my date of birth is is January eighth, nineteen seventy nine. January eighth, nineteen seventy nine. Yes, I did get that right. Okay, and the time of birth? Eight eighteen a.m. 8.18 a.m. And the location? Dublin, Georgia. Dublin, Georgia. I know 
where that is. <laughs> yeah, I lived in the South for a while, so I lived in too many places. <laughs> yeah, I okay. And Regina, what can we do for you? You are a woman with Uranus at the Midheaven. Wowie gazowie. Um, that requires a lot of change in careers or a lot of ups and downs, or sometimes it can be instability, but if you have enough variety in whatever it is you're doing in your career, it'll work for you. Um, so anyway, what what was it that you want me to focus on? And by the way, that is so true. <laughs> um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Man, I'm telling you, that's some kind of roller coaster. Um, yes, um, um, I know I've spoken to you about my career before, so I guess I want to focus on love because I guess I get so disappointed with career and just not going like I want to. So <laughs> I'm just going to Yeah, well... And, you, you know, if we were to just look at your chart and say what 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 would be the best career for you, you know, you you have the water signs on all three of these uh, career angles. You have um, Pisces on your house of money. Uh, how do I spend it? And of course, Pisces is connected to Neptune, <laughs> and Neptune right now is traveling through that house. So you want to kind of tie down your credit cards and be careful with your money because you won't really remember what you did with it. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's important during this period, and that's going to go on for a good seven or so years. So it's it's not like around the corner. Uh, it's just, <laughs> okay, and uh, mm-hmm. it just increases that. But uh, it's a statement that says you you like to spend your money and on things that uh, could be spiritual, things that are uh, compassion involve compassion for others, and at the same time, there's things that could be frilly and romantic and um, idealistic and uh, even fantasy. So all of those statements fit uh, Pisces. When we come to the sixth house, which is the house of the workplace, you have uh, you have Cancer on that house. And Cancer, of course, is, is a, the home. And there's a statement there that I'd like to work out of my home, or, I, or at least I must work in a very comfortable place. When we look at the moon who rules this house, you have you were born with moon in Taurus. And you all you know, wonder, you're, you and Uranus, oh, my God, um, to, having the moon in Taurus and in the fourth house, uh, you're a person who can sometimes really put your feet down and say, I'm not doing that because I want to do this. And you get very much, you can get stuck, okay? You have to be careful of that. You have a tremendous love of good craftsmanship, of beautiful things, of luxurious things, and there's a desire to have your home that way. I mean, if we come to visit your home or take pictures in your home, we would see things that are just beautifully made because that is part of who you are. You have to have that. That is necessary for your well-being. So don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't be doing that and spending too much money or whatever. Just make sure you pay attention to how you spend it. But that moon in Taurus opposes Uranus at the Midheaven and uh, and Uranus, of course, uh, is all about not having your feet rooted anywhere. It's all about freedom. (laughs) And so (laughs) you're constantly having a bit of a struggle with uh, your workplace uh, or your career and the career's need for you to make change. Because you're a person who prefers to be rooted. If you don't already own a home, you should definitely be focusing on getting one because Moon in Taurus wants to have a home. It desires a home. It wants to own the home. It doesn't just want to rent the home. It's got to have it. It's important to have the paper when you have Taurus involved. So um, Right. At least I got uh, that. At least I got a house. (laughs) 
<laughs> it looks like you already have that because I see you trying to your sun and to, uh, to Mars. And uh, this tells me all about past lives and how you are have been a great manager in past lives. You're a person who can think the big picture and see the big picture and, and then actually take action to achieve it. So uh, no question you already have that. You have so much right. going on that is wonderful in your chart. So the issue right now for you is uh, where, are you, where is the love of your life? And you were born with yes. Jupiter in the seventh house. So when we find this love, he's going to be the love of your life because Jupiter says you will have a happy, loving, uh, joyous relationship, and it will be a family affair. So it's a beautiful statement. But you don't have anything else focused in there, so we need activation of your moon. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Progressed moon right now is at 15 degrees. It's it's not activating that cusp, and it has gone long past the activation of Jupiter. Jupiter itself is in Scorpio this year, so it's not going to help you. It's going to challenge you. Matter of fact, when Jupiter goes over Uranus, when it hits that 20-degree mark, you're going to have to work at making sure that you, uh, I would say, take a trip if you can, <laughs> because it will make you your life happy. Uh, okay. Fun. Well, that could uh, happen next year. I'm yeah. thinking about going on a trip, like, in August. I would, yeah, I would say, <laughs> and I was say it's going to probably be, I was going to take a look at the time. Um, it's going to hit that point even in February, so... You could even go in February if you have an inkling of anywhere you'd like to go. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I have uh, the money for that. <laughs> yeah, it is also going to go retrograde right away, and when it goes retrograde, it'll go way past, and then it's going to come back. And when it comes back, it will be, uh, let's see how it looks in August. In August, it's just only 14 degrees, but uh, in September, uh, it will be applying to Uranus, so that would be a good time to go. Okay, okay, yeah, because I've been divorced two and a half years, going on three now, so I'm like, uh, when is this man going to come? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's... everything on my own, and it's hard, but not saying I need a man to help me like that. It's just get a little, you know, lonely. Yeah. Just, uh, I well, know I've got to work on myself. <laughs> you're you're going to have something that you should have uh, an opportunity, and it may come through, uh, your career or through travel uh, as a result of career, so a conference or something else, uh, in the end of this coming year, uh, in December, December 2018, uh, you have, uh, even before December, it's going to be a nice wide stretch for you, which is unusual. It will range from probably around you know, a little bit before Thanksgiving until um, December... Uh, 10th or so of of this 2018, that will be a doorway, an opportunity for a relationship that could turn into a marriage. So um, that's that's a real nice opportunity. Let me see what we've got also, if we've got other support. Do, do, do. Uranus is not, is nobody you want involved with marriage. But Saturn, Saturn is... uh, can bring kind of stability, but it's not really doing anything at that point. But what's mm-hmm. happening, You, the challenge you have really is your progressed moon to your natal moon during this period in time 
So there's something mm-hmm. going on there, and I don't know if the person is going to live where you live because this seems to be a, a statement of, I want this relationship, but I'm not sure, and you're going back and forth in your mind, do I have to give up my house? Do I have to move? Uh, do I want to move? And it may not be that you have to move far away. It's just the idea mm-hmm. of giving up your house is not something that you are ready to do. Uh, so that's causing stress. So I would highly recommend if you do get him, uh, if this doorway opens and you do find a man that you're happy with, don't sell your house. Rent it. Do something with it so that the mortgage is paid. And, okay. and and wait to see how your relationship goes. Uh, because I've witnessed clients over the years who accidentally will go forward and sell their house, and then they get very un- unhappy about it, and then that causes resentment, and that hurts the relationship. <laughs> you don't oh want to do that. Oh, my gosh. No, I do not. <laughs> Especially with that no, one. Uh, okay, that's the funny thing. I was going to rent Yes, I was going to re- renovate my house inside out, like just, you know, new paint, new um, hardwood floors and everything. So that's the goal next year, well, get I that think going. You'll achieve that. Michelle, we got to move, Michelle. Okay, well, take good care of yourself, Regina. Many blessings to you. you Have too. a wonderful holiday season. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got... Seven, uh, seven. <clears throat> excuse me. Seven eight seven zero eight nine two seven. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Hi. What's your name? Uh, my name is Barbara. Barbara. And Great. your date of birth. Oops. A part of. I did not hear. I didn't hear what, what the question was. What's your date of birth? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, February 20th, 1956, Chicago, Illinois. And you want the time? Uh, I certainly do. p.m. <laughs> uh, lunchtime. 12.18 p.m. Okay. Why my computer decided to do that? That's weird. 12.18 p.m. Chicago, Illinois. You can really tell Mercury is retrograde. My computer is doing things I have never seen it do before. <laughs> <laughs> In Chicago, and it should automatically add Illinois, and it went to Ireland. What? Wow. <laughs> that is so, like, weird. Maybe it's a profound, uh, maybe it's a a fortune telling on its own. (laughs) Could be past life. Past life, Michelle. Past life. Maybe it is a past life for you. I don't know, Barbara. You may have ancestors in in Ireland. I don't know. I do. Do you? Yeah, really, I do. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, in this computer who wanted to talk to you, obviously, because we have, you know, between Barbara and myself, we also channel, but uh, that's not what we're doing tonight, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, let them come in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like when they take control of my computer. It's not good. <laughs> okay. No. Um, 
I wanted to look at uh, career and finances. Okay. Yeah, I want to go along with the theme of the night. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So that that's fine. That's fine. We we all have you know things that are very important to us at different times. So when I look at your chart, uh, it it's you have Uranus. You were born with Uranus, twenty nine degrees retrograde in Cancer in the house of your income, your money, and um, that is not an easy combination. 29 degrees is what we call in astrology a critical degree. A critical degree. Did I say that clearly? And mm-hmm. uh, and Uranus is never stable. Uranus is we got it today. We don't have it tomorrow. It's here. It's not there. It's 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 a it's a roller coaster ride. So uh, it comes and goes, and it comes and goes quickly with Uranus. Nothing is slow with Uranus. So that is a challenging combination. The statement is. That in this lifetime, you have been riding this horse many lifetimes. And in this lifetime, you are to be able to learn to go with the flow, let go, and trust. Trust is so important. Your intuition here is important. Trust that you have what it takes to get what you need. Wow. This this is not an easy thing to tell anyone, no less to live. Uh, because uh, you, through your life, have had many leaps of faith uh, because of this 29-degree Uranus. So let's see if it has a helping hand around here. Um, uh, Neptune is not helping. Let's go for a helping hand going forward, because you're right, it hasn't been easy. (laughs) No, no, it hasn't. I am so sorry. I think the whole reason is Sometimes I think we, the whole thing is upside down. <laughs> the whole thing's upside down. Life can be. Uh, let's see here. So you have your father was not a support there in this, uh, from what I'm seeing. Your son is one degree. You just began Pisces. You were at the you're at the very beginning of Pisces, and um, Uranus is the very end of Cancer. So that's again that's that quincunx, 150 degree measure. So it's your dad your dad may have been someone who caused some of the changes uh, that happened and and as a result of the changes that he caused it did not give you the stability in terms of your ability to feel comfortable or to be able to let go because he wasn't always there for you in Pisces uh, that's that's the sign of the dreamer and to have a father in Pisces is not usually a father who's incredibly present. Uh, he may be present physically, but he's not necessarily all that present. Uh, he's not there like giving you, holding your hand and giving you the support you need and helping walk you through the choices that are wisest for you. Instead, uh, he uh, caused stress in you as far as money is concerned. So he may not have been the best provider either. Um, I hate to say these things about people's family, but I just you what I see on the chart, so forgive me if, if I've said anything that bothers you. I'm, I don't mean to. Um, okay. Uh, Saturn, um, there's also an activity there between the sun and Saturn. Oh, Saturn is at the, you don't have any, your planets are not like in signs that are what we call cohesive. They're like just at the tail end, 27 degrees Sagittarius, which means it's just on the tipping point of Capricorn. So Saturn is actually good with your sun, but it's at a sign. So 
to explain that. It's not easy. It's This is a natural trine which says that stability should have been available to you and success should have been available to you because of what your father taught you, at least at a spiritual level. The things he taught you through spirit, maybe not so much through his mouth or his actions, um, because it's not speaking to you. So it's uh, very interesting. But right now what's fascinating is your progressed Saturn is already at one degree. Um, oh, it was born, you were born with it. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help. Okay, never mind. That was such a good thought. It, it's a challenge. What has happened is it has become more of a challenge, so you need to figure it out. You need to come to an understanding of what your father gave you and what he didn't give you. Bless him for the things he gave you, and bless him for the things he didn't give you, because in not giving them to you, you've uh, been able to and you will eventually manifest greater strengths in those areas. So hope that helps you a little bit. Uh, Right now, your progressed moon is also speaking to this son of yours. So, again, it's pointing towards your dad. It's pointing towards your career. And it's it's a stressful point. Uh, Fortunately, the progressed moon will only last for one month in this position, and then it's on its way to the next degree, which will be great for you because it's been uh, you've been under pressure like this for the last two months. So it could even be three, but I say two because more likely. At any rate, a month from now, this pressure will release. So make sure you take the time to identify these issues that you know had to do with your dad, not saying things, either not saying them clearly or not speaking directly or speaking through the Bible or some other spiritual point. He was not, for some reason, he didn't make the close connection. Is he still in the body? He is. And are you I'm, able to communicate with him now? Uh, he's very passive-aggressive. Oh. Well, you just got to work with it and, and bless him as much as you can. Your son right now is progressed to two degrees of Taurus, so it has been trying to communicate with your dad. So you may have been trying to work with that for the last few months. But um, you need to go forward with you. But you need to. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Sometimes you just got to do you. Yeah, but the thing is, the reason this is coming up, and it's so poignant right now, is that we have to look at it to see what are the gifts. In every pile of ashes, there are gifts. There is a diamond hidden in every pile of ashes. And when we see a combination like this, that's what they're saying. There is some gift that your dad gave you. It may be what we call a retroactive kind of gift in that it's not like, here, let me give this to you. It's because I haven't given something to you. You learned something, didn't you? See what yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a spiritually based career. <laughs> well, good. You should. You have Pisces at the middle. Go for it. You know, with all the water signs, anything that nurtures the world and your Mars is in Sag. Uh, Saturn's in Sag, you have the ability to have a, a work, uh, your workplace can be a place that is very well established. It could be a church, it could be a congregating space, it could be something that is uh, interfaith or international. It could welcome a lot more than just one religion. So you have that going right there, as clear as could be, in the house yeah. of the work. 
and having the sun at the midheaven says you'll be very successful at it. Uh, you have the ability to be successful in in anything from spirit to fantasy. So it's a wide gamut, but uh, both of those things, you know, the high end of Pisces is uh, the Elysian fields. It's it's heaven, and the low end of Pisces is drugs. So, but you don't have anything that pulls you down there, so there's no problem there. Yeah. No, but you know, I just wanted to ask a question. I had applied for a position. Do you uh, a full time position? Do you still see it coming through? Mm, you have Mars. If it, if it's going to come through, it would come through here pretty quick, unless Mars goes retrograde, and I don't think it's going retrograde anytime soon. So let me move it forward just in case I've missed something. No, it doesn't go retrograde. But let's see. It might activate again. The problem with getting any kind of job right now, for anyone who's listening, the issue is that uh, you're in a Mercury retrograde. So the chance that the job... Unless it's a job you applied for in the past and then suddenly it does come through, uh, the chance that you'll stick with it or keep it or it's what you really well, want. It was in the past. It was before the retrograde. It was? Well, then yeah. go for it because it's very possible that it could come through even tomorrow. Um, you've got Right now Mars is at two degrees. Your midheaven is four degrees. It is working a trine towards your midheaven. So, you know, you've got a couple of days here. Okay, well, Barb? Yes. Yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> I feel so uplifted. I'm sorry, Michelle. <laughs> no, well, I have to tell you something, Barbara, that, that, that the kind of, of, of background that she's outlining for you is exactly what great spiritual teachers go through. So that, so that, you know, that old saying, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger and all of that kind of stuff in, in a way apply because you've learned so much from, from your experiences. It makes you more compassionate, empathetic, sensitive. Um, it, it brings out all the mystical gifts in, in one. It either brings them out or, or they go into depression and drugs. And you are definitely not in that, 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 no. that kind and of, you a, never will be because <clears throat> No, you have Neptune yes. trying your sun. You're a person who's highly intuitive, highly capable of understanding the secrets or wisdom that is hidden from the rest of the world. And Neptune in Scorpio in the fifth house says that I will invest in the understanding of the secrets of higher knowledge. That's the statement. It's not drugs. So, yes. yeah, no, and you and will be successful at the things you do. So. You have set yourself up for one of the most amazing rides ever. You you wow. have the energy you have the energy you have lined things up and, and I'm not going from astrological I'm going from the other stuff um, that that your life has been improper I had a, I have an ex husband I have several actually but but um, only one still alive but anyhow he used to say you pay for the good times with the bad and you have so set yourself up for a harvest of wonderful stuff it's amazing. Boy, you know, I keep, you know what, I really keep trying to feel that and know that it's coming and that it's on its way. And that's the only thing that keeps me going sometimes because it's pretty tough, ladies. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it's tough. But what you want to look for is magical. It's great. 
<laughs> and you, su- you survived yeah. the crap, so now enjoy the good stuff. Well, let me ask you this, Barbara. Is it soon? <laughs> <laughs> soon is a relative word. Um, yes, it is soon. It's, how old are you now? I didn't grab your, your year of birth. 1956, so figure it out. 61, oh, I'll give you a heads up. Okay, thank that's you. great. That's great. You've you've passed fifty. You're on a roll. Yes, it's soon. Yeah, you've gone. You've already gone through your second Saturn return, and and that in itself is a, a gift, because that was no take for you. That was usually difficult. It was so, extraordinarily difficult. I wouldn't yeah. wish it on my enemy. Well, that that was a quincunx with your son. That is the whole reactivation of the issues of your father. All of it back at the surface. So, you know, boy, your chart really speaks about him. Um, yeah. I got a, I got a contact. Hold on. Let me, you know what? She said uh, Barbara has said the number, and um, I didn't quite get your uh, number. Let me see if I just can one. Okay. What oh, is Michelle? your number? Yeah. Oh, oh, my phone number is 541 1084. And yours, Barbara? Mine? 203-758-1210. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm glad you I'm glad you gave me a little glimmer of hope because I kinda need it right now. You have no idea. The, you have no idea the great stuff that's coming. But Barbara, we got to move on. Thank yeah. you, dear. I appreciate your help. Take yourself, Barbara. Allow your guidance to guide you because you've got very strong intuition. Uh, but you know, I don't know if you ever listened to Cryon, but I I like one of the stories he says. He says a lot of you light bearers that are old, you think that that train has already left the station and you're standing there with your ticket. The train hasn't arrived yet. You just got there early because you're one of the early ones. (laughs) I love it. Well, that's that's right, because I plan on living to be 100, so I got a long ride on that train. Yes, you do. He wants you to go for 900, so hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my. Thank you. Good night, Barb. (laughs) Good night. Night. Okay. She's a cool lady. Yes. Okay, we've got um, eight four five nine two zero on the air now. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm really Hi. enjoying your show. Um, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, awesome! Um, what's your name? Yeah, Katie. Katie, and yes. and what's your date of birth, Katie? Six twenty six seventy five. 1926 to 1975, and your time of birth? Uh, 634. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wow, oh, my goodness, I just gave you my dad's date of birth. Um, <laughs> five, he's on my mind, 526 p.m. 526 p.m., and where were you born? Bronx, New York. Bronx. That's where. Well, that was close to where I was born. I was born in Yonkers. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. I was born in Bronx. I was born in Bronxville. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom was born in Bronxville. 
Oh, look oh, at that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in, in, in the Bronx, though. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, nice. What part? Yeah. Well, early on, Pelham Parkway area, and then later on, Marshall Parkway. Oh, well, you were, we could have been neighbors when you were on Marshall. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so many people that we connect with. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I was in right there by, um, what's the name of that big hospital? Montefiore. Fury, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Katie. What do what are we looking at? Pluto's going through your second house. Yo. Yeah, it's just... health. Yeah, it's health. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. When Sa- when Saturn goes through your second house, uh, it's never. Uh, it's not a party. It's hard work, and you save every penny you can, and you work with it. And Pluto going through the second house, Pluto brings transformation like the wind of change in its path, and. Uh, fortunately, you don't have any actual planets in that house, so it hasn't done anything specifically destructive. <laughs> but it, it is in a, right now um, in a quincunx action to your Venus. So there is this uh, stress module going on in your life. Uh, it has to do with relationships. It, has, it can have to do with past life relationships as well as present life. And, uh, and it can have to do with what you value, having to reassess your values. It could even be a legal action that might be involved or, or just an educational thing. Or it could be something really far away or all of the above. Um, so this is not an easy experience for you. Pluto is not going to get out of that path for a while. So very important. How long is a while? <laughs> uh, well, I have to kind of go forward for a bit to find that out. Okay. I don't you know because Pluto has a habit of coming back and forth and it usually makes several passes so I mean uh, and here it is he is coming right back in September of 2018 it comes back and then it stations at 18 degrees October the 12th of 2018 or somewhere close to and when it does that it probably will go forward and finally leave you alone um this pass at 19 degrees November 12th it's back in December and then finally it hits and when it hits 20 on January 12, 2019, uh, it's probably going to be the last pass. I'm going to check, though. It goes back again, but it's probably not going to go all the way back. We'll see. No, it only goes back to 20, and then it continues forward. So that will be your last pass uh, in January of 2019. It's a long journey, and you must, 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 and anybody who hears my voice and understands that I've said anything about a conjunction, I mean a, a, an inconjunct in your chart, a 150-degree aspect in your chart from a planet like Pluto or a planet like Saturn, you must take time to breathe every single day. Take breaks. Set a clock so that every hour you take a deep breath. You do some kind of spiritual practice Every day. And that spiritual practice doesn't have to be complicated. It can be a glass of water that you know that you're at on that hour you're going to take a drink of water, four ounces of water. It doesn't have to be a lot of water. And when you go to grab it, you look at it and you say, I see light. Light pours into this water, and as I drink it, light pours into me. And all negativity is washed away. You need to do things like that that release the stress. Because when we have a quincunx action in our charts, that can turn into a physical problem if we do not release the stress. 
And when it's involving Pluto, it's a couple of years. So you have to get into a practice. So Pluto is your teacher. It is teaching you how to transform your life and how to value your life in a different way. And if you do any traveling, pay attention to where the planets are because with this quincunx, uh, you end up uh, stressing when you're traveling and you you need to make sure that you have supporting actors. Other planets are supporting you when you travel. Like okay. like right now, Jupiter is not supporting you. It's actually challenging everything. Oh, no, that's in 2018. Sorry. It's not right now. I, oh. I still have my, plan, my chart way ahead. <laughs> I have to back it up. But uh, that's the thing. You have to pay attention and make sure that you have supporting actors if you're going to do any <laughs> traveling. So... Um, with health, because they're saying, you know, surgery and affecting reproductive organs. Um, can you give oh, me you're, some? You're ascending in Scorpio, so reproductive organs are, are key element. Um, a lot of the time with reproductive organs, when we have Scorpio in any form of control here, um, it's more about linings than it is anything else, and linings can be helped through cell salts. You're not through what? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Through cell salt, C-E-L-L, and then a separate word, S-A-L-T-S. Okay. Uh, there is a cell salt specifically for Scorpio, and uh, if you email me, I'll look it up for you. I don't have it in my brain anymore right now. But, oh, please, uh, yes, if you don't mind. No, no, you could certainly email me, and I'll look it up for you. I should have it in my brain, but it's not working right now. <laughs> At any rate, uh, it's important for you to be taking that. If you go into any kind of surgery situation, uh, I would make sure you take the cell salts for a couple of weeks before and then uh, for a couple of weeks after because – you don't want to have a loss in any of the coatings. That's the short supply you will have. Let me see how your Mars is landing, 26 degrees. Well, you have a good Mars. You have a very good Mars. 26 degrees Aries, very, very strong. It's in rulership, and it is conjunct Jupiter. So you do have a wonderful stability with that combination. You should be fine. Um, Pluto, if you're going in for surgery, though, you know, some surgeries we're able to choose times for and other surgeries are involuntary. We There's no way we can choose the time, um, in which case intuitively you just have to pray and ask spirit to make sure it's the right time for you. But if you have the opportunity to choose time, we do do surgery charts, and they're complicated. They take time, and... Everybody's got to weigh in. So, I mean, I have to know everything before I can go in. Right, Let's right. see here. You were born with uh, a whole lot of planets in your eighth house. And the eighth house is the house of surgery. You have Saturn there, and it's in Cancer. Uh, and you have, your son, oh, you have your son in this house. Okay, so that's very, very good news. Your son at four degrees Cancer. Let's see if you've got support for that son. I don't see any of your planets close to that. Venus gets as close as it can get, and that's not very close, but it is in retrograde. Your progressed Venus is retrograde at 11 Virgo, so it is giving some support, and Venus is great support for that. Uh, Pluto actually is supportive. No, it isn't. It's challenging. It's in, in Libra. 
Yeah, ooh, I don't like that. Uh, let's see, Neptune, Neptune, and it is past, it's not applying, so. And Neptune is in Sag, so it's not any help either. Yeah, um, when are you going for the surgery? Um, they wanted me soon, um, like tomorrow or Monday. I really, with the Mercury retrograde, I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) You know? know? Um, Yeah, I, um, one thing I would say to you, be very careful of, if you do have to go in, um, Right now, uh, Neptune is at 11 degrees Pisces, so it's making uh, a trine to your sun, a trine to your vertex. Um, and in in some fashion, that is good. It is kind of supportive. The drugs would be helpful to you with that combination. But at the same time, I always am uh, a little uh, leery because your natal Neptune is in a in a quincunx action to uh, your sun. And Neptune is the anesthesiologist, okay? And when you have an anesthesiologist in in quincunx like this, you want to make sure that they are on their toes, especially if you have to go in in a mercury retrograde. So you actually make statements to them, okay? You don't just guess and pray. You say, I have some problems when it comes to, and you just say this, okay, because it's your chart. When you're referring to it, it doesn't have to be any doctor diagnosed it. It's your chart, okay? Mm-hmm. I have some problems when it comes to anesthesia. So could you be extremely careful and extremely aware when you're you're giving it to me? Right. And they'll probably say, oh, yeah, I always am. And you'll say, yeah, just, just I want to hear it from your mouth, okay? I want you to say to me, <laughs> I will. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And by making them take the time to make that promise, I guarantee it's going to help, okay? Yeah, And it yeah. may seem awkward, but it's your life we're talking about. And yeah. uh, awkward or not, just do it, okay? I'd really yeah, I, I like would... to wait until afterwards. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't go direct till January the 8th. And uh-huh. you still have a two-week shadow. That's a long wait if you need to go for surgery sooner. And it yeah. doesn't mean the surgery is going to be bad, and it doesn't mean you're going to uh, repeat it, it, especially if you've had surgery already once before, then this is just a repeat. Of no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, you this have. is a um, new development for me. Okay. Um, let's see if we've got anybody. I mean, you you, you were born. Um, the sun, having the sun in that house is usually a great great thing for anyone who does end up with surgery because the sun says I can die and I come back and I come back quickly <laughs> uh, you wow. can't keep dead. so that's that's a very very good thing to see not to say that you're going to die I'm just telling you that's right that's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the sun in this house I'm quite familiar with it most most in the the ancients would have put you put you and me to death because they would have said that they're not going to live. It's considered a terrible place. But when you understand it, it's not so terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's just see if anybody else. Uranus is at 24, and it's on top of Jupiter. Let's see. Your body is ruled by Venus. Let's see if Venus. 
Venus is helpful in any way. You're talking about tomorrow. That's 14 degrees Sag right now. It's quincunx, not, not, no help there. Progressed. 11 degrees. It's kind of helpful that, that Venus is being supportive. Uh, it's n- not a very close orb, but it is being supportive. Tomorrow, uh, the moon will be, right now the moon is in Libra, Tomorrow the moon will still be. What time are you talking about tomorrow? Maybe the moon will be void. They wanted to do tomorrow, but I, you know, because this was, you know, pretty much dropped on my lap today, you know, I was walking around in my normal sea state. Yeah. This was kind of like, you know, are you kidding me? (laughs) You know, that type of thing. So they said, okay, well, how about Monday? Okay, the good news about tomorrow uh, is that the moon will be in Scorpio tomorrow. So if you're – well, actually, it's supportive of your your sun, uh, and it's in a, in a trining action to your sun. So that is that would be the good news. The good news is we usually do not, if it's a reproductive issue, we don't go with a luminary in control of the reproductive cycle. So let's go to Monday. And there's if a I could wait, and if there's an alternative, that's you know what I'd feel more comfortable with. But you know, well, it's better. The moon is in Capricorn on Monday, which is opposing your sun. But that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, the sun and the moon are together, and so are Saturn. Uh, they're all in Capricorn on yeah, because. We're coming to that 20th, aren't we? Son of a banana. Okay, so um, are you having something taken out or put in? Out. Yeah, new moon is not so, it's not the best for taking out. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd rather wait until the Mercury after, you said after the 8th of January. January. This is the thing, I'm not in any pain. You know, that's why I'm kind of looking at them. I'm like the strongest person I know. I never have a cold. You know, so I'm kind of looking at them like, are you nuts? You know, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I mean, you said Pluto, and I had a, a a friend who had a mom that when she had a Pluto in her chart, that was an aneurysm out of nowhere. Yeah, but that's more Pluto, that's Pluto and Uranus. It's, you've got to have Uranus active or Mars at least. It's got to be more than Pluto. Pluto by itself cannot create an aneurysm. Okay. Hey, hey, Katie. Yes. Katie, I think this is something you really need to talk to Michelle in depth about. And, and yes, yes, I do too. Yes, if I may have that email, I, I really yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's astrology and more. I'll just write the words out: a n d m o r e at gmail dot com. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank uh, you so very college. much. Thank you. you. God bless you. Be healthy and safe. So, prayers to you. And um, I will, um, before I go to sleep tonight, I'll do the reconnection on you if I can. I'll send you energy to heal. Maybe you can go in and have them say, oh my, it's all well. We can. <laughs> yes, we can I help. believe in that. I accept that. I receive that. Thank you. Yes. Take care. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Bye bye now. Thank you. Blessings to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't next one that serious to call in. <laughs> well, um, let's, just, you know, you just don't know. And God, you yeah, know, my but, heart goes out to her. I want yeah, to see you her really, well. You, you, and you, yeah, whole, and you, I don't. And one thing. Really, 
Yeah, I was just going to say you really need a lot more information in order to really give her, yes, you know, well, you the don't benefit want to take of your expertise. That you miss anything when you're doing something that important. Absolutely. So. Okay, we got to move on here. We've got two three nine six seven one. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Um, uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm enjoying your show. Um, Thank you. My my name is Lana. Lana. And, um, yes. <laughs> and hey, my birthday. Uh, November five, nineteen forty six. Yes. Finally, somebody who's <laughs> older. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm old, and uh, I was born in Chicago at uh, six fifty eight a.m. Six. 58 a.m. Yes. Chicago. Interesting. We have two Chicagos today. That's interesting. Uh-huh. All right. Let's see what Lana's chart looks like. All righty. And what do you want me to focus on? Anything in particular? you got all kinds of stuff happening here. Uh, I do? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'd like you to focus on um, on my love life. On your love life, okay. Yes, my love uh, life at my be- age. <laughs> Venus. Venus is the ruler of your house of marriage. Mars is the ruler of your house of falling in love. So, looking oh. at, let's see what if anybody's being activated. Uh, you don't have direct activation from Mars on Venus right now, but you are going to have some activation come... Let me just move this forward because there's a number of things that I'm seeing possible. So let's go for it. You've got very shortly, actually, not far down the road, in the end of this month, Mars is going to activate uh, your sun and your natal Mars. And so there is possibilities because when, I think that's about a midpoint there, so 1229, that's very close to a midpoint we've got there. So around the 5th of January, if you have any opportunity to go out and meet and greet, you might just meet and greet someone who will be a lovely match for you because you have Mars and Jupiter together working the midpoint between your sun, your Mars, and your Venus. Wow, that is a lovely statement. And it's on your ascendant mm. bike. So um, you are going to look mm. up. More dashing and have more energy than normal. So uh, you will look quite lovely. I say go for that. Look for that. Okay. Those opportunities don't happen very often. <laughs> uh, Jupiter could not be in this position uh, again. It will not be in this position again for 12 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so around the 5th? Around the 5th of January, this you're saying? Go to a New Year's party. Go out. Go have a good time. Go. Somebody's going to invite you to a New Year's party? Go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It could be an opportunity. Now, there are going to be other ones coming up down the road. So this year has some good opportunities for you. Jupiter is going to continue to move forward, and even next year, uh, around this time, or just a little earlier than now, uh, in November, probably, uh, Jupiter will conjoin your progressed Venus. So, again, there's a statement there where you could uh, 
maybe what develops during the year will turn into a marriage uh, if you want one. Mm-hmm. Because Jupiter on top of Venus could easily create a marriage for you. This is on top of your progressed Venus. I'm and the, the fact progress Venus is conjunct your, by next year it will be really conjunct your uh, south node, this would be someone from a past life that you would be connected with. And someone who you may have been a scribe with, an explorer, a priest, or uh, a nun, uh, someone who you were in a religious order with, or someone who you just traveled the world with. Interesting. And that means well, I, that they I would... take that and run. <laughs> yeah, and, and they would probably be <laughs> who, when you connect with them, they're someone who would like to travel with you, and you make great traveling companions. So I think you've got some good options coming up. So okay. get your for the, for, out for there. For the entire year, per, pretty much for the entire year. Well, it's a couple of times. There are pockets during the year. This first one is around the 5th of January. Then Jupiter goes forward, then it turns around. I think uh, we said it would probably be close to this time again either uh, late August, early September, so then again you'll get another hit then. And then this time next year around the end of November, the beginning of December, uh, you get still another hit. So, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Get out there um, because Jupiter does uh, not hand it to you. You have to be out and about for Jupiter to get that opportunity to you. It very mm-hmm. rarely uh, Unless all of this were happening in your fourth house, it doesn't come to your home. It doesn't deliver. I see. Okay. <laughs> okay. And um, this is this is in my first house. You said this is in my first house. Your first yeah. house, right? Well, this you is have Mars right on the ascendant. You were born with Mars at 29 degrees, right on the ascendant. That's the beginning mm-hmm. of the. And uh, you have it in Scorpio, so that's a huge, I mean, power. You are a person who has the ability to go the distance. That's a very powerful statement. 29 degrees Scorpio on the ascendant. You, you, you will probably live quite, quite a long life because you have stamina. That's driving I power. I do. I yeah, do. I know you. That's, <laughs> that is a powerful body. And is I have a body that is powerful. It, it, it may not be limber, but it is powerful. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Nice okay, Lana. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah. Th- Good thanks luck. for calling. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try thank to squeeze you. one more in. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Good night now. Bye. Good night. Okay, we are we are down to nine minutes. Let's see how... How fast you can be. We have 347-463. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My name is Tanika. I didn't catch your name. (laughs) Tanika? Tanika, okay. Yeah. Okay, and when are you born, Tanika? September the 3rd, 1978. September 3rd, 1978. And what time were you born? I always was told I was born around 7 in the morning, 7, 7.30 a.m. So we'll put 7.15 a.m. in. Uh, and where were you born? Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston, Jamaica. I would like to see Jamaica. I've seen it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, let's see here. And let's go to a triwheel. And what was it that you wanted to look at? Love life. Love. All righty. Chiron right now is uh, right on top of your south node. And you know what that means is that uh, the issues of uh, relationships from the past and even from past lives, uh, it's a time for you to really look at them to come to an understanding of how you have not necessarily put yourself first. You've uh, too often in past lives um, kind of gone into this I love you and then everything is just fine because I love you and you don't actually take into account the things that you should be taking care of for yourself. Uh, you're not giving yourself all the credit that you deserve so you get injured as a result of that. Am I making myself clear? Yes. Okay, and so you need to really look at that while Chiron is here because Chiron's saying this is something we need to heal so that you can have the relationship that you want. Uh, you know, Neptune's getting ready to enter this house, which Neptune rules this house, and once Neptune is in here and we get activation from, like, Jupiter, uh, you, ha you will have an opportunity for a relationship, and that is not far down the road. Right now, uh, Jupiter is making a trine to uh, your seventh house cusp. So there could even be something uh, available to you. But that by itself is just not that much. I mean, it, you usually need at least another signature going on. So let's take a look. But what will be happening uh, not too far, two years from now, uh, Jupiter will enter your fifth house. Right now Pluto is in this house, and Saturn's about to join Pluto, and then... Jupiter will join both of them. And this is the house of falling in love. Um, Pluto there, the statement is, I'll fall in love with someone who is a powerful individual. And uh, Saturn moving into that house says, I'll fall in love with a powerful individual who is older than me. And then Jupiter moving into that house uh, says, I'll fall in love with a powerful older individual who will bring me much opportunity and many gifts and joy. That's why we wait for Jupiter. Because you you don't want to end up in a relationship where you carry responsibilities, as in the case with Saturn by itself. You end up carrying all the responsibilities in a relationship, which you've probably done in past lives because you have always been the good, kind, compassionate one who gets used. Do you understand? Yeah, that's true. You want activation from Jupiter so that you are free of that old pattern. But Chiron is asking you to take a look now and heal this. And the key for us when we have to heal this is to recognize that, you know, being compassionate is a good thing. Being loving and, and seeing the world with rose-colored glasses is a good thing. But when we allow others to use us, we enable their abusive natures. And that is not healthy for us. So we have to learn to say no. And it's not always easy for one who is that compassionate. So you have to learn to say no. And I'll say this for everyone who's listening. 
when you first get into any relationship, it is the first few things you do that set the entire pace for that relationship. So if you go into a relationship trying to please the other person, you want to dress just right because you think they'll like that, or you want to, or you agree to go to a sushi bar because you, they say they like that and you can't stand sushi, you've set a pace that is not the kind of pace you should be setting. Be honest. Say what you mean. Be who you are. And if the relationship falls apart then and there, that is better for you because the one that will come will be the one that is aligned with you. Don't cookie-cutter yourself for the person because they're good-looking or you don't think you're going to see another one. Uh, You'll see another one. That opportunity will come. I hope I made myself clear on that. Yeah, you did. Okay. You got to be strong. Pisces is not strong. (laughs) Pisces stands in the closet. Uh, You have your moon in Virgo, so what ends up happening after you have uh, pain, you can end up being very critical, and the person you're critical of is yourself. So you pick yourself apart. That's really not good because God sees you as a divine being. You are a divine being. You are all-powerful, all-limitless, and totally filled with love. Don't pick yourself apart. You know, what we have to learn to do is we learn from the the situations that come into our life and we have to become stronger in who we are. But criticizing ourselves is self-destruction, and, and that's not healthy. And I know it's hard for you because you have a lot of planets here in Virgo. You have your sun in Virgo and your moon in Virgo. The luminaries are in Virgo and Saturn's also in Virgo. Although your Mercury, thank God, is at 22 degrees of Leo. So you have a happy Mercury at least. Virgo is not always happy. Virgo gets so bogged down in the details that it doesn't always see the joy. So practice with your Mercury to laugh. And when you feel like criticizing yourself, stop, take a deep breath and say, I did exactly the right thing at that moment in time. And I know you did, so I know those words are accurate. Because according to our consciousness, each of us does exactly the best we can. If indeed we open our day every day with the desire to do the best. So so just do that and then you can say, so it was the right thing at that time no matter how it appeared. And go you got one more. minute. One minute, Michelle. Okay, what else do I need to say? Let me see if there's anything else that's like important. Is there any? I'm getting to you, right? You understand that you've got some... Yeah. And, but you know what your homework is. Do your homework because then you, then what you're going to end up with will be good. Uh, Jupiter will not get into that house uh, till next, uh, the year after next, when it gets into the fifth house. So you've got a lot of time to work through it. doesn't mean things won't come, in, come to you. They will. There will be opportunities. Use them to learn from. And if one sticks, so much the better. Okay? Yeah, makes sense. Okay, thanks for calling. Take care of yourself, Tanika. I wish you every blessing. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> We've got like 47 seconds. I, I thank you so much, Michelle. Oh, as always, You've touched so many people, and and not only that, but the chat room has benefited from your wisdom as well. So 
it isn't just the people that called that got the benefit of, of your wisdom and your <clears throat> experience, but, um, you know, you, you give great advice and, and it's global advice. It's not just specific to the individuals. That's why people like hearing everybody getting readings, but thank you so much. And, uh, um, we, next will, time. we will, Till next time, yes, we will be the second Monday of the month in January. Um, so we look forward to hearing or seeing everybody then. So until then, good night and uh, happy holidays for those of you that may not see us until next time. And thanks again, Michelle. You're welcome. You guys have a great night and a happy holidays to everyone. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye.